Good evening, everyone. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and we're back with week two of the NFL Digest. You guys know the drill. Sorry, week three of the NFL Digest. You know the drill. What your girl does is she picks the five games that she thought that were interesting throughout the week. She has a Nora's game of the week, Nora's trash game of the week, and three other games just caught my eye. So before we get to it, let's shout out our sponsor. And our sponsor for this episode is Ozell Brand. Ozell Brand has some of the dopest sports gear out. They got these amazing cleats, amazing kicks, all that are just fire. And you want to check out Ozell Brand, all you got to do is go to their website, which is www.ozellbrand.com. And you get to see some of the coolest gear out. Thanks, Ozell, for being our sponsor. So, let's get to it, y'all. Nora's first game she's going to talk about for week three. I got to keep it real with y'all. Nora did a horrific job of picking games last week. I was really going off of, you know, stats. I was doing all the stuff that you're supposed to as an analyst. Think of the stats. Think of the teams you're playing up against. Think of weather. Think of, you know, turf or, or regular field. Or think of just defense, offense, who got the better, who also got weak gaps here and there. None of that mattered when I was picking my teams last week. Because I got all of it wrong. Okay? All of it wrong. But let me get to my first game. So, I'm a little heartbroken, but I got to start with my Giants. The Giants lost to the Cowboys in MetLife 16-23. Our game leaders for this game were Daniel Jones with 196 yards, with 20 out of 37 of his attempts, had one interception. Saquon Barkley, Saquon looking good, thank God, thank God. But anyway, he had 14 carries for 81 yards and one touchdown. Sterling Shepard had five receptions for 49 yards. Also, y'all, again, prayers up to Sterling Shepard. He did tear his ACL out for the season. Please let's just pray for him. Hope that he has a speedy recovery and can get back to doing what he loves, which is playing football next year. So let's get to the Cowboys side of the the field. Cooper Rush. Yes, Cooper Rush led with 215 yards, completed 21 out of 31 attempts, and had one touchdown. Tony Pallard had 13 carries for 105 yards. C.B. Lamb had eight receptions for 87 yards and one touchdown. So this game took some time to get active. I'm not going to hold y'all. a lot of field goals until literally mm, the end of the third quarter. We're just going field goal to field goal to field goal. Also, no, we'll get there. So in the first quarter, we had Brett... Um, Mayher kicked a 26-yard field goal, putting the Cowboys up on the point board first, three to zero. By the way, it's at the end of the first quarter, so both teams were, you know, playing some playing some hard defense out there. Because the Cowboys defense, I can't even hate. They're pretty. They're they are good. They are good. So on the second quarter, we have the Giants coming out the gate with um, Graham Gano kicking a 42-yard field goal, putting the Giants on the board, tying the game 3-3. Three to three. Then, Brett Maher kicked a 28-yard field goal, putting the Cowboys up 6-3. to three. And that was at the 9-minute mark. So, for the rest of the quarter, it was a lot of 3-and-outs. 3-and-outs. Seven more 3-and-outs. And not that much active. Also, the Giants' field goal was blocked. So... 
that happened. And to me, that was pretty much where I was like, yep, this game's not going to pretty much go the way I thought it was. Because actually, the crazy thing is when I was watching this game, I fell asleep and woke up. And I woke up to that happening. And I was just like, huh. No good. No good. Anyway, I got to catch up, you know, because... I did my research. Anyway, now we went to the halftime, six to three. In the third quarter, Greg, you know, um, kicked it off with a 51-yard field goal, tying the game six to six. And then Saquon Barkley had a 36-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. You know, kicked the extra point, making it 13 to six. At the end of the third quarter, Ezekiel Elliott had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Brett Maynard contextual point time the game 13-13. Now the game can go anyone's way. It's getting it's getting crazy. We got CD CD Lamb catches a one-yard pass in the fourth quarter from Cooper Rush, which results in a touchdown. Brett Maynard kicks the extra point, making it 20-13. Still anybody's game at this point. However, the Cowboys definitely capitalized towards the middle of the fourth quarter with Brett Maynard kicking a 44-yard field goal, making it 23-13. to Yup, yup, yup. At the end of the fourth quarter, um, Graham May, sorry, Graham Gano kicked a 51-yard field goal, putting the Giants up 16 to 23. Um, at that point, the Cowboys started running the clock down when the Giants got the ball back. Um, it was pretty crappy because guess what? Oh, I can never forget it. Danny Jones throws an interception to end the game and end the chance for the Giants making a comeback. Ending their oh, 2-0 season to now we're 2-1. The next game I want to talk about will be, I'm actually, um, it's so, like, you want to know something, y'all? It's a lot of trash games this week. But I'm not going to talk about a trash game. I want to talk about the Falcons and the Seahawks, which I thought would be a trash game, but it was not. Because the Seahawks actually fell to the Falcons, giving the Falcons their first win, 23 to 27. The game leaders for the Seahawks was Geno Smith with 325 points, shot, shot, through 32 out of 44 attempts, had two touchdowns, one interception. Rashad Penny had 14 carries for 66 yards, while Tyler Lockett had nine receptions for 76 yards. Marcus Mariota, he threw for 229 yards. He completed 13 out of 20 of his attempts. He had one touchdown and one interception. Cardell Patterson was a leading rusher with 17 carries for 141 yards and one touchdown. Our leading receiver was Kyle Pitts with five receptions for 87 yards. So let's get to it. In the first quarter, Jason Myers kicks a 32-yard field goal, putting the Seahawks on the board early, 3-2-0. Marcus Mariota had a one-yard run and charged those guys down the, down the field, which resulted in a touchdown. Young, young, young Hoku hit the extra point, making it 7-2-3. Will Dizzy caught an 18-yard pass from Geno Smith, which resulted in a touchdown. Jason Myers kicked the extra point, making it 10-7. We got a game here, y'all, because at the end of the first quarter, Young Ho Koo kicked a 41-yard field goal, tying the game 10-10. So we know one thing about this game. We about to have some points on the board. We knew that just watching the first quarter. 
in the second quarter. You got Cordell Patterson having a 17-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Young Hojku kicked the extra point, making it 17-10. DK Metcalf, he's back and he's active, y'all. He caught an 18-yard pass from Geno Smith, which resulted in a touchdown, tying the game up with, um, of course, assistance from Jason Myers, which made it 17-17. Jason Myers at the end going to halftime, kicked a 31-yard field goal, putting the Seahawks up to 22-17. <clears throat> so in the third quarter, we get we get some action, but I'll tell you right now, the action all stops after the third. So Young Ho Ku kicked a 54-yard field goal coming up in the third quarter to get tied again 20 to 20. Then, at, towards the end of the third quarter, Jason Myers kicked a 25-yard field goal, making it 23-20. And something that... The, I'm going to actually... I'm not going to say it yet. Then, Drake Land, um, London catches a 14-yard pass from Marcus Mariota, which results in a touchdown. Young Ho Koo kicks extra point, making it 27-23. One thing about the Falcons that I've noticed throughout the years, they will play hard. The Falcons will play hard, but the one thing... <clears throat> They struggle with is securing the win. This I can honestly say, out of all the Falcon games I have seen within the past two years, this was probably one of their best efforts to secure the win. Their defense was solid. They shut down Geno Smith completely because they were able to keep the lead and actually give the Falcons their first win. The Falcons are a team that, that works hard early, but they they are literally the, the hair and the tortoise and the hair folktale. They will romp them points, and I don't know why. They take a nap, and they wake up, and they are the losers of the game. Not this time. They woke up, and they actually won the game 27-23. Well, Let's get to it. We gotta get to the trash game of the week. Uh, it's so there's a lot of trash. There's a lot of trash. A lot of stinky tr- garbage out here. But this trash game, it sucks because it's not for the whole game. Half of the the, the team that won this game had practice. The other team just looked absolutely pathetic. And you know I'm taking it back to my conference, NFC East. It's the Eagles versus the, versus the Washington Commanders. After the first two games of the Commanders, I actually thought this game might be interesting to watch. I have never seen someone on their back so much. Carson Wentz was just laid out the whole game. I have never seen a quarterback get just manhandled this bad since David Carr. So I'm sitting here like, wow, this is bad. Shout out to the Eagles because they were not trash. The Eagles are not trash. But this game, if you, especially if you are a Washington fan watching in Washington, because the game was in Washington, you was disgusting. You left by the first quarter. I, if it was me, I'm going to be like, okay, first quarter was a little bit dry. But after the second, at halftime, come on home. What you not going to do is waste my time. No more. Let's get to it. This is why it's got my trash can week. So we got Carson Wentz with two. He threw for 211 yards, completed 25 out of 43 attempts. We had Antonio Gibson leading Russia with 12 carries for 38 yards and one touchdown, nearly their only touchdown. 
And leading receiver was Terry Mc, McLaurin. I won't get that name right. McLaurin with six care, receptions for 102 yards. Now, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> man, he carved him up. It's crazy. Jalen Hurts, he threw for 340 yards, completed 22 out of 35 attempts to get three touchdowns. Leader leading rusher was Miles Sanders with 15 carries for 46 yards. Their leading receiver was Devonta, Devonta Smith. Which uh, really is a giant. What does he want? But it's okay. But he um, led with eight receptions for 169 yards and one touchdown. So I'm clear right now, y'all. This game is also trash because literally only two quarters really was played, like in this game. No one scored anything in the first quarter. Nothing. No one scored anything in the third quarter. And the way the fourth quarter was going. It was a freaking disaster and almost literally ended. It could have been a score. It was a scoreless game until literally the fourth quarter. I'll put it that way for the commanders. But we're going to talk about it because this was just ridiculous to me. So, anyway, let's get to it. The second, in the second quarter, we got Jake Elliott kicking a 32 yard field goal, putting some points on the board, making it 3 to 7, 3 to 0, Philly. Dallas Godert. Godert? Yep. He caught a 23-yard pass from Jalen Hurts, which resulted in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicked extra point, making it 10-0. A.J. Brown catches a nine-yard pass from Jalen Hurts, which results in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicked extra point, making it 17-0. Devontae Smith at the end of the half catches a two-yard pass from Jalen Hurts, which results in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicked extra point, making it 24 to 0. So you're probably wondering, what the heck is happening going into halftime? If you were watching, if you were there, you were disgusted. You were ready to go home. You were like, you know what? I don't deserve this abuse. I'm going home. I'm going to go home and hope for a miracle by the time I get home, as all this traffic and everybody's probably leaving at the same time. I am just hoping that I see something different when I get home. Oh, no. Like I said, the third quarter, nobody scored anything. At this point, you don't even need your starters in at this point because how how the game was going. The Eagles defense had Carson Wentz all the way messed up. He was being thrown left, thrown right. Tackles here, tackles there. I was just like, dang, man. And the commander's O-line just befolded. It's just a lot of folded bodies left and right. This was insane. Looking a lot like the Giants offensive line, but we're not doing that right now. So I'm just like, huh. If I was Carson Wentz, I would be mortified by what's going on. However, in the fourth quarter, we you know we make a little bit, make a little bit of progress here. We have uh safety that was, that was um recovered by Darian Payne, which put the Washington on the board 224. With a minute and 55 seconds left in the entire game, Antonio Gibson has a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown. The Commanders go for a two-point conversion, but they were unsuccessful, making it 8-24. So, Philly pretty much came in and practiced with the Commanders and, and won the game 24-8. This could not be any more of a boring game for everybody but Eagle fans. Eagle fans are like showing, like, yo, this is what we're talking about. They have, now I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. 
NFC East. We already know how everybody feels about the NFC East. I love my Giants. I ride for my Giants. I, I go down with the ship. However, this is the Eagles division. They, they, they should have it. Now, if the Giants somehow, or the Cowboys, get some of Bugs Bunny's secret stuff potion and start really getting it together and we start, the game start racking up, they're going to have a more competitive division. But I'm telling you right now, based on what we see, the Eagles got it, man. Eagles are flying high. Our next game before we get to Nora's game of the week, I got to talk about it because, you know, I hype it up. I talk about it all the time, but I love these two when they go at it is the Cowboys and the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another game that was a very low-scoring game. And for both of these quarterbacks, I expected that, that pigskin to fly. But it did. Not fly. <sighs> Let's get to it. We got Tom Brady, he threw for 271 yards, completed 31 out of 42 of the attempts, and had one touchdown. Leonard Fournette had 12 carries for 35 yards, while Russell Gage, he had 12 receptions for 87 yards and one touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, he threw for 255 yards, completed 27 out of 35 of the attempts. He had two touchdowns and one interception. Aaron Jones had 12 carries for 36 yards, while Romeo Dubs has eight receptions for 73 yards and one touchdown. I can say one thing. Aaron is starting to finally get some connection and groove with his wide receivers. And you can see it in this game. He was actually, you know, trusting them to catch the ball a little bit more. That was new. But let's get to it. So in the first quarter, Ryan stuck a kick a 45-yard field goal, putting the Buccaneers on the board first, 3-2-0. Romeo Dubs catches a five-yard pass for Aaron Rodgers, which results in the touchdown. Mason Crosby gets the extra point, making it 7-2-3. In the second quarter, Alan Lazard catches a six-yard pass for Aaron Rodgers, making it 14-2-3. Sorry, with, a, of course, assistance from Ryan, some, sorry, Mason Crosby, which makes it 14-3. That is the last time the Packers touched the end zone. Yep. Like again, the Bucks defense did their job, and also just a lot of shakiness on both offenses. Right now, the Bucks are looking pretty pathetic. Now, going into the third quarter, Ryan stuck up the extra up to the 45 yard field goal, putting them up 6 to 10, 14. Again, field goals do not win games. You need touchdowns, you need to get a touchdown. It took the Buccaneers all game to get a touchdown because in the fourth quarter with 14 seconds left in the entire game, Russell Gage catches a one-yard pass from Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown. They go for the two-point conversion. Then they um, false, not false, no, a delay of game, got pushed, pushed back, went for the two-point conversion, and failed, and that's how they lost the game. It was an opportunity to tie the game up and go to overtime and give us something worth watching. It was a complete... That should be my no. Nope, the reason why, why the other game is my crap. Um, well, what was I saying? My crap game of the week because my garbage game of the week, trash game of the week. There we go. Because it was just um, it was just a disaster. This game, it was just like, what the heck? This is not the Tom Brady that I've grown up watching. Then again, Tom is forty-five. This is not Psycho Tom. This is Thomas Brady. 
I want to see Psycho Tom. I want to see Petty Aaron. I didn't see any of these people show up that day. However, we all know Tom is older. Tom also looked insane with his knee brace. Busted up and like that. But shout out to Tom, because Tom ran. You know, if y'all know anything about Tom Bray, Tom Bray is not no running, he's not a track star. He is not running. <laughs> but he ran for first down and got pulled back, which I know had him gassed. And also, that knee brace looks stupid. And I'm just like, this was all low to put. I had to mention this game because it was just, I hype this game up every year. Cause I I want a good Brady versus Rogers game. I, I don't I think we only got what? This is the only one we have probably have left because Tom said he wants to retire at 45. That means he's gonna retire up this year. And that was our Packers versus Bucks, Brady versus Rogers. That was we were cheating. We were cheating. Okay. We're now going to go to Nora's game of the week. Nora's game of the week is gonna be kind of a shocker because the team I picked to win lost. But we're gonna talk about it because this other team is just really good and they got some highlights. And that's the Bills versus the Dolphins. So Nora picked definitely picked the Bills to be the Dolphins. I thought it was gonna be a um pretty close game, which it really was, because the, Dol- the Dolphins beat the Bills 21 to 19. But I still think the Dolphins, the two is doing great, having a great um start. I just, I still think the Bills are a better team. I think this is just a bad game for a really good team and also a good game for a really good team. So it's just like both both teams are really stacked up pretty nicely. I thought there was going to be way more points, but shout out to defenses for not letting it get too out of control. Let's get to it. Our leaders, we got Tua with one, he threw for 189 yards, completed 13 out of 18 of his attempts and had one touchdown. <clears throat> Chase Edmonds, he had... He led in rushing with six carries for 21 yards and two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle had four receptions for 102 yards. Josh Allen threw for 400 yards, completed 42 at 63 attempts, had two touchdowns. He also was the leading rusher with eight carries for 47 yards. And Devin Singletary had nine receptions for 78 yards and one touchdown. Let's get to the play-by-play. Devin Singletary had a two-yard, caught a two-yard pass from Josh Allen, which resulted in a touchdown, putting the Bills up on the board first, seven to zero. Chase Edmonds had a one-yard run. I'm sorry, and also back to the Bills. We got Tyler Bass extra point making seven to zero. Then we got Chase Edmonds has a one-yard run, putting the Dolphins on the map. For Jason um, Sanders, extra point time the game seven two seven. In the second quarter, we have Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie, hmm, shout out to me. That was an eight yard pass, catch eight yard pass from Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bath catch the extra point, making fourteen two seven. River, um, gonna go with uh, Craft. I'm, I'm, I promise y'all. That was wrong. Okay. He had he catched the 11 yard pass from Tua, which results in a touchdown. Jason Sanders kicked the extra point, tying the game 14 to 14 to go into half. So now in the third quarter, the only little action we got here was Tyler Bass kitchen kicking a 30 yard field goal, putting the Bills up 17 to 14. In the fourth quarter, Chase Edmonds has a three-yard run, which results in a touchdown. 
Chase is saying this case extra point, making it 21 to 17. The Bills could not get it active to get a touchdown. However, they um they punt <laughs> they the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. A putt out of bounds that bounced and ricocheted off a homie's booty, but it resulted in a safety, making it 19 to 21. This game is not a game of the week just because both teams are just very stellar. They both came in here 2-0, waiting to see who's going to lose. Again, I picked the Bills. I thought the Bills got this. But then we got to get Josh Allen to make – he is throwing that ball. He's chucking that ball. However, you can't make everything an ESPN highlight. Just complete the drive. That's all you need to do. Tua, shout out to you. You are, the, you are 3-0. Moving forward, when everybody is <laughs> doubting you, bro, hey, boy, you tell everybody that to, to kiss it. What is sun shine? Now, you will catch the, the Dolphins tonight taking on the Bengals at 8.15 on Amazon Prime. So you're about to get this episode at 7.30 p.m. This episode, the game starts at 8.15 p.m. Hey, guess what? This NFL Digest is not long, so you might be able to watch it right before your game. So shout out to you for taking time out to do that. And shout out to the Dolphins for going to this game. We'll see how it turns out. Right now, our current leaders. Um, well, I can tell you all the current leaders per conference. Let's do that right now. So, in the... Let's go, actually. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do divisions. In the AFC East, we have the Dolphins, Bills, you know, Jets, and New England. New England. Mac Jones. Pray fresh Mac Jones. Hopefully, he heals up soon. He, the way that young man was crying, I know that cry. I, that's a, I'm hurt real bad crying. And, you know, try to hoot and holler. AFC North, we have the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals. AFC South, Jags. The Jags are looking pretty decent. Jags, the Colts, the, um, the Titans, and I should have made the Texans my trash game of the week, but that's just shooting for no reason. Okay, in AFC West, we have the Chiefs who are tied with the Broncos. Then we have the Chargers and the Raiders. Let's go over to the National Football Football Conference. We have in the NFC East, we have... Hey, how do we... No, that makes sense. We have the... The Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Commanders. In the AFC North, we have the Vikings, the Packers, Bears, and Lions. AFC South, we have the Bucks. The Cardinals, the Saints, and the Falcons. AFC West, we have the Rams, the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. So that's our current standing at this moment. We'll see how this weekend goes. So we'll be back next week with week four of the NFL Digest. You will get this way earlier next week. It's just been a very hectic week for your girl, Nora Tish. But don't forget to check out my YouTube, which is, well, my YouTube show, which is The View Report, which is now went from on Spotify and Apple and Anchor and all your podcasting sites to it's on YouTube. And you can see your girl, catch my new vibes. And I got a new contest coming. So you're going to hear on my YouTube show. And you're going to hear also on this podcast. So until next time, everybody, you guys continue to be safe. Continue to take care of yourselves and continue to be blessed and happy out there, okay? Take care. Bye.